Hey y'all, this is Maddie, and welcome to the Dear Maddie Show behind the mic. You know, with Paul Gordon last week, we just got to talking. So much so that I thought, you know, this would be a really good way to just kind of showcase some of the conversations we had that went off on tangents that necessarily didn't have to do with the questions. Y'all know I have gay DD, so I'll go off on a tangent. I'm sorry. That's just who I am. Well, apparently Paul has gay DD too for a straight man. So this is what this is. It's just a couple of our conversations. I will say, remember when you were a little kid and you would read the book and it would say, when you hear this noise, that's when you turn the page. Well, when you hear this noise, that is actually when there's kind of, I'm a skipping ahead. So, or well, I'm going to come in and talk to you a little bit and just give you an idea of what we were talking about that week because I've kind of spliced this from a whole two and a half conversation and I want it to make sense. All right. So remember when you hear this. That's when you know. All right. So this first little tidbit that you're going to hear, this is basically uh, the reason I know Paul Gordon is that he cast me in a game show, and he's cast me on a couple of game shows, and that's his thing. I mean, this guy's done – he was kind of modest on the show, but he's done The Biggest Loser. He worked with Oprah Winfrey when they started their network for the Oprah's Big Give. Like, this guy – I mean – any anything and everything you can think of, I think one versus one hundred, he has had a part of. So big, big, big casting director. So he almost cast me in a game show called The Quest on ABC, which is kind of a Lord of the Rings sci-fi fantasy game show. Anyway, this is where Paul and I are talking about how we thought I would have done if I was on The Quest. Enjoy. I have to say though, I'm I'm glad I didn't get on the quest because I would have fucking failed at that game miserably, miserably. And I don't know if you can talk about it because it's on or no. No, I but, can, but yeah, yeah, sure. But um, and I was close for that one too. You were like right there. I I think they wanted to be at least because this is Quest was the first game show where when we went in that room and we met with all the execs of like, and I knew that was that was big time. I was like, they're putting a shit ton of money in this show. Yeah. Um. And also, I just feel that I, I think they wanted. Did they want? I feel like they wanted me to be like more mean or bitchy. I don't. No, I don't ever think it. I just not at all. If you look at the people, especially that we picked for that show. If you're watching, it, if you're not, mm-hmm. it's fine. But if you are, the people that are picked for that show are not mean. I watch the trailer and I keep meaning to TiVo. No, I love it's you. fine. It's fine if you're not watching it. It's like it's not well, everybody's cup shows. of tea. Yeah, and it's not really a game show. It's more of a reality. Kind of like Survivor meets Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I would say. And it's really interesting. I think it's neat. I don't really watch reality TV, but the people that actually got picked for the show are all, no one's backstabbing, no one's conniving. no one's. So it's like the people that were on that show, I think that you probably got that vibe because that's what we were trying to stay away from. So they might have been asking questions that would have brought that. No, a casting person told me that. What? I don't remember her name like I came out and they said they she actually said can you talk more just about like she actually said the word kind of like fabulous to me and like yeah and said something like uh talk about your southern family and so I kind of like do they want me to be like a really like really gay southern hick that's totally the impression I I don't overthink these you things You got though, bad advice before you went into a room I didn't do what it happened. I just was myself I don't want you to be anybody else. So, I want you to be Matt Mar- I don't need you. That's what everybody's like, ha. I'm like, this is not put on. This is exactly who Matt is. When you see, when you meet Matt, day one, minute one, he's going to be the same guy, day 100, minute 59. Like, it, this is Matt. This I think I Matt talked is. about in the show before about my whole Dolly Parton thing about how I try to live my life. I, I don't know. I think maybe, I, I don't know. I talk about this all the time. About Dolly Parton? I do. 
No, I talk about how there's uh, Kenny Rogers once said on the Oprah Winfrey show, and I know you love Oprah. Um, <laughs> That's what you and 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 uh, uh, what was Yeah, we're talking. Oh, I love Oprah. I'm like uh, very. I I love the Oprah Winfrey show. Sure, I love what she does. She's uh, very philanthropic, and and she and thinks he's, she's she, got America to read. She I mean, does how could you think not she's like Jesus that? with a weave. Yes, <laughs> she but she doesn't wear a weave. But um, anyway, oh, but anyway, on that show, uh, <laughs> Oprah, Oprah, um, she Kenny Rogers said that he feels like people's goal in life is to is that we have three selves. We have the person we are. The person that people see us as and the person we think people see us as. And he said, and I feel like our goal in life is to try to get those three, three things as close as possible. And he said, Dolly Parton, more than anybody I ever know, have known, has those things the closest. And I saw that in high school and I went, I want to be like that. I want to try to get everything to like match up. And you can tell that. And like I know and I haven't done it yet because I would, then I know I won't be able to be on game shows. But I've seriously before thought about going to game show casting because it's cool because it's not just actors, but it's like you're casting people and changing their life that, that's and getting their love. real stories. And I want to talk about that more. That's why I you. love doing game shows. Like I, I like doing reality. I like doing docu-series. But I love game shows because I love uh, – it, it's not me, but I like having a hand. Honestly, I like having a hand in positively affecting someone's life for the better. Now – like reality shows and game shows get shit on all the time. People hate them. You watch the Emmys last night. They're like, oh, reality show. It's mm. like, shut up. Everybody in that room watches reality. Stop. Yeah. Stop being so high and mighty. You all watch it. There's all one show that you like. But I, I like the fact I sorry, I felt like defending my. No, I wasn't. My, di- no, do it. My jo- I just felt whatever. I'm very sensitive to it. <laughs> but um, I like helping. When people win money, like it's the greatest fucking thing in the world. When you come off stage and I'm the first person you hug and you're fucking crying and you're like, you have no idea. I'm like, I know. Like it's awesome. awesome. It's awesome that you now get to do something like the, the thing that we were talking about um, be, before we started the podcast. Yeah. What you now get to do. Because of money you won somewhere else, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're positively like I don't know. Like, it you just, know, working on shows like Minute to Win It or or um, One Verse One Hundred. Am I saving the world? Am I curing cancer? No, but like, well, but dude, like, I got people like they bought houses. They paid you off did their biggest loser loans. too, didn't you? Biggest loser. I mean, Survivor, that changed people's lo- biggest yeah, loser. Like, yeah. was a whole other level. Oh, that was so much fun. That show was so I much fun. I can see you just like fucking finger banging yourself. You love that so much. Because I loved people interviewing really, people for, yeah. for that show. I mean, it was so much yeah. fun to um, – because I don't pull any fucking punches. Like when I'm, when I'm interviewing you – Paul Gordon's from Philly, y'all. <laughs> Bitch yeah. doesn't fuck around. No, I don't I – don't, and I'm too old and too fat to waste time. Like He's, not, he's so cute. Pussyfooting around questions. Mm-hmm. I'll dance around stuff, but when we're talking or – or whatever it is, I, I and I want an answer to something, I'm going to ask you a question. You're sitting in what I consider to be my chair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. you, but yeah. when we're doing this dance, mm-hmm. you're sitting in my chair. You're here to answer my questions. I sound like such a dick. Um, no, I feel like it sounds like somebody with purpose. 
Yeah, I, I, well, you have my, an intention, my, and my purpose intention. is to put you on the show and change your friggin' life. That that's mainly what. Like, I don't get paid anymore if I get this guy or this girl or this person on the show. I, I get paid regardless. But like, I want to make sure. And the reason I'm kind of dickish about it is, especially for a show like Biggest Loser, I want to make sure that. And it's been years since I like five, six years since I did that show. But I always wanted to make sure at least the people that that I presented really really wanted to be there and mm-hmm. really really wanted to change their life because that's what that what, was a commitment you get like 12 slots and if you're half-assing it there then like there's five people behind 10 20 people behind you that are dying to have that yeah i mean we go to that we we do open calls and there'd be three four thousand people in line you know and they'd wait there for 12 hours yeah and i'd say to them like dude you just waited in line for 12 hours but you won't go to the fucking gym and put down a cheeseburger. Like, it's easy to change your life. You just think you have to do a T. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, get on a TV show to to do it. You don't. Just honestly, you know, decide one day you're important enough to exactly. You know, I'm. Yeah. I I care about myself enough to change the fact that I shouldn't be, you know, 450 pounds. Are you like the? I can see you though. Like, seriously, you're like, you're just, I think, the definition of, like, a teddy bear. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. You're like, I can see you just full-on, like, crying with people. No. Really? You never, like, never. get emotional with never. them? Never. You keep the, really? I think it's insanely unprofessional. What I get mad at my... Are you a crier? No. Oh, you're not? No, I've cried. So I'm not either. From, from, this was, like, a point of, I was very proud of this for a long time. Now I'm not. Now I'm way, since I've had kids... Are you kidding me? Like, when my kid says something to me, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) But before, like, from, I would say from, uh, someone burnt down my house. Oh, my Uh, God. Yeah. They tried to, like, kill my sisters. They were obsessed with my sisters. Oh, my God. Yeah. When I was, like, 14 or 13 years old, they thought my sisters were in the house, like, obsessed. It was really weird. Anyway, I came home from basketball practice, and I see my house in the middle of the night, the house is burning down. I'm like bawling my fucking eyes out, crying because everything that you've ever known is going up in flames. And from that moment, from 13, 14 to the day that I got married, uh, I shed a tear. I did not cry. I shed a tear. My eyes sweat. You know what that's, I mean? There was no crying. Idea. It was just like I blinked my eye and one yep, drop came down. Um, but the day, the day my son was born, uh, was really the first time I cried because I, you know, my mom's back in Philadelphia and we're in California. And I called my mom, getting a little choked up right That's now. Right. But I, I called my mom and I said, because uh, I didn't cry when he was born, but when I called my mom and said, Mom, I have a son, wow. like I got really, I sat in a chair and I like got emotional. And uh, yeah, I don't really get emotional. When my wife told me she was pregnant, got emotional because we had a in the beginning a little bit of a tough time and um when she told me again that she was pregnant with our with our the son the connor who we just had got emotional got emotional when he was born um i was you know they were happy tears because my wife was in labor for like 30 40 hours oh my god yeah uh i just want to get out of the hospital <clears throat> but it's <laughs> a joke uh <laughs> but um uh yeah not emotional not not at all i'm not very affectionate uh, I'm insanely affectionate to my family, like to, to, mm-hmm. and then I will hug people who I care about, mm-hmm. like people who, that, and that's it. 
other people, I, I'll, I'll like shake. I'm not touchy feely. My wife, I'm insanely affectionate to. Like I'm always touching her, always grabbing her. my kids. Very, very uh, affectionate. Um, I'll hug you. Yeah, I, I think that like I like good people. I, mm-hmm. I you know when you when you have that, um, but I'm not anybody that knows me really knows. I'm not very emotional. I'm kind of cold. Um, this it's, is a long way to. It's so start. funny. I don't. I mean, I'm not a crier. I, I think I cried. I mean, maybe as a little kid, like when I was like ten or twelve, about something, and then. When my mom called and told me that my childhood dog died, I didn't cry then. It, oddly enough, I called my friend called me and I told her that my dog died. I, saying it, I started just bawling, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> but that was it. Like my grandparents passed away, my parents split up. Like I was cool. Um, like coming out and all that, never cried. When I, did your parents split up? I just, just wanted to. Um, my, <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, give me a penis. I'm yeah. gay. Um, my parents divorced when I was in... I, they divorced my sophomore year of high school. So, so it affected you? It, it was, I think, harder on my brother at the time because my brother just started a... Uh, my brother... I think that's why, actually, I love you so much because you remind me so much of my brother. Have you met my brother? I feel like you have. One day, Paul Gordon. And um, <laughs> he needs to be on my game show, or a game show. My brother is amazing. Um, anyway, he was a freshman in college. And so he had moved to college, and then the same, literally, he moved to college, and then my parents split up in like August of that same. So all of a sudden, already you feel like your home is different when you go to college. Yeah. But then your parents are divorced, and your dad's moving out. And it was like, Super, super, super fucking hard on him. And so I, I went, he was, mis- and my brother, my sister-in-law will tell you all the time, she's like, I wish he would fucking man up. He'll like still, like <laughs> like his youngest son will say, Dad, I really love you. And my brother will just start crying like he's such a baby. And, um, but uh, I was like, people would say, oh, Matt, are you okay? Your parents are splitting up. And it was not a good divorce. I mean, my parents are cool now. They get along really well. Uh, well, well. And, um, but, I would always say, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And that was like the response for me. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Because my mom was going through a tough time and my dad. So I was like, Mr. I had to be an adult almost. And, like, and you're going through your own shit. Yeah. So you're realizing I, that you're it wasn't different a, than everybody else in this fucking way. Hey, I yeah, like penis. Exactly. So exact. And uh, not to project on you, but no. I would imagine that there's, you know, a couple things going on with you at that age. Because I get a little emotional about my nephews. I, I think I'm going to be like you whenever my I have children, because I do, or with my dog. I mean, Sophie's 10, and I know she's going to live forever, but um, in case she doesn't, I'm going to be a fucking wreck. Yeah. I mean, she's my heart with four legs. I mean, look at that dog. Y'all can't see, but my dog is adorable. She's a very cute dog. She's itching her foot. But um, that, like when, anyway. When my dog, because my dog got sick, we, th- we thought my dog had cancer. Uh, a little bit ago. Um, that was emotional, but like, I don't know. Like, I know when my dog goes, he's old too. He's like 12 years old. And mm. He's half Shepherd, and his legs Shepherds are just, were my first call. You know, yeah, you met my dog. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bluey. And, uh, but, you know, he he doesn't have long, le- like, you kind of know it. You're like, maybe two good years, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Um, love him so much. He's such a sweetheart dog. But, yeah, when that happens, I don't know. Shoot. It's rough. I'm going to be a mess. Yeah, it's rough. Mess. It's rough. 
Okay, in this next little section, Paul Gordon and I both discovered that we both come from families of divorce. So we kind of get real in this little section. We're just basically talking about how being divorced and what that was like for us uh, dealing with our parents, not necessarily getting along or getting along, and how we take care of our parents. So, um, yeah, so enjoy divorce, I guess. That sounds bad. Just listen, y'all. If, you know, if parents are going through a divorce or even just a hard time, it's... uh, I have a friend who's going through a divorce this year, and I always remind her as a child of divorced parents to remind their kids that their kids don't have to take care of her, that like she is always the parent and she will always take care of them and they can be mad at mommy and they can, you know what? It's okay to worry about mom, but know that like I can take care of things and I will always take care of you. Cause I mean, I know in a part of my, but I think a part of me didn't know that if my parents could in an emotional way, I knew they would give me money and yeah. how, you know, our whole family kind of did what you were talking about there with like protecting that we all protected mom. So I'm, I'm, you know, one of eight kids, I'm one of eight kids. I have four older sisters and three brothers, all mm. same mom, same dad. And my parents split up when I was like 12 or 13, something like that. And didn't get a divorce. So 20 four or five or something and really religious parents i was raised catholic too but not <laughs> yeah. not real religious oh super like we we're front pre, front row the i mean pew, you're irish catholic irish catholic my dad was going to be a priest my dad was in the uh, in the what do you call it the, uh, the convent i was not gonna the say the mission <laughs> i was gonna nunnery. say the missionary position but that's not that's no, what i was about to say he no, was a monastery monastery there you go. yeah he was in the monastery he was going to school he was going to become a priest and uh uh, something happened. I think like his dad got sick or his mom got sick and he, he, he got out he to take care of either his mom or his dad. I, I can't really remember. So like my dad's Catholicism was like, dude, you, he was like a Eucharistic minister. Do you know what that uh, is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was an altar boy. You know, yeah, we were boy? an altar boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of us had to be altar boys. I used um, to steal the, I would be hungry and I would steal the, the wafers. I would. I liked them. So do you remember like you'd have to ring the bells and all that kind of yeah. shit? Like we used to have tennis balls and we'd roll it back and forth because you'd have one altar boy on this side and one altar boy on that uh-huh. side. And we'd roll because you, all you really see are like our knees. It's kind of weird that little boys are kneeling in front of priests. Like if you look at it now, I know it's, we're on our knees in front of priests and he's like up on the, I know it's fucking weird. Did you have anybody in your, um, what do we call it? We never had a priest scandal or anything like oh, that. Oh, we did uh, two. So one in the oh, high really? school and one in the the, oh. the school that we went to. But we knew we knew the priest that you stayed away from. Like we knew as yeah. kids, don't be alone mm. with that guy. Like we knew it was weird that we knew it, but we didn't do it on like a scary way. Mm-hmm. We just knew, like everybody's like, don't be alone with that guy. Yeah, that <clears throat> we had um... Father Jason. Father Jay. We had Father Hanrahan, <laughs> yeah. who was like from Ireland, and he was just like, he was the best. He was in my formative years, because I feel like when you're involved in church and or religion or even just like spirituality, I feel like really between the ages of, of you know, depending on where you are, but 10, 11 to like almost even before you're like a junior or senior high, because of that then you're just like fucking cool and wanting to like get in people's pants. Yeah. But you know, between like 11 to like... 15, 16, really before you can drive. I don't know. I felt like that. Luckily, that's when Father Hanrahan was in our church. And so he was like, he would talk about like his Irish side where he was like, I try to be a good person, but then 
my Irish temper comes up, <laughs> and he would talk about you get getting your Irish up. That's yeah. what we call it. You know? Yeah, that, I got that's my what he'd Irish say. up. Yeah. He would talk about getting drunk, like, mm-hmm. and he was so like just himself that. I, I had a very different view of Catholicism. And also growing up in the South, I think people say, oh, Catholic. But in the South, we, like my church was called St. Mary's, so people would come up to me and say, uh, you're not a Christian. You um, you worship Mary. You're not washed in the blood. And I'm like, well, being washed in the blood sounds gross. Um, we have really nice holy water. Um, and uh, we are Christians. Um, but anyway, so I was made fun of for being Catholic. Like big time. So my church, we didn't have a lot of the guilt. It was much more, and there wasn't a lot of stuff about sin. So, and like, uh, so lucky. Yeah. Hearing about like gay stuff and all, I heard that from other people's churches, not from my own. Gay was so far down the line in art. Like, you, dude, if you, like, you couldn't, isn't masturbation in the East Coast like that? Are you fucking kidding me? They talk about you can't do that. You're sinful. Uh, You're going to hell. By the way, Jesus, like, we're taught in, kindergarten that that god is like watching us at all times he's in our brain so if we have impure thoughts we we are being judged on our thoughts like so that's fucking by the way i i completely from age one from like jump street (laughs) was never into the religion always i I got kicked out of many ccd classes because i would say i'm 10 10, 11, 12, 13. I got kicked out of everything. I was a big kid. <laughs> but I, I kind of rallied against uh, Catholicism. And, you know, uh, I would just read. Like, it, it made me want to read and, and know more about, like, well, what is this really? And who are these people really? That was and me, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the more I learned, the farther away I got from it. And shit, I haven't been to church since I was like 14, maybe 15. I just go for other people's stuff. Yeah, like if my sister gets married, my brother got married, my friends, all my friends are, you know, they all get married in the church. And you didn't? Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I'm not a church no, person like either. When we got married on a beach in Cabo. My oh, two rules to my wife, not rules, like I had any say in fucking Your anything. Request. Yeah, it was two things that I really wanted. I said, I want to get married in flip-flops, and wherever we go, I want there to be a swim-up bar. So, and thank God she's... I love you. She's so much like me. She's like, me too! I want to get married <laughs> in flip-flops and have a swim-up bar and get drunk for a week and hang out with our friends and family, and that's pretty much what it was. And the 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 guy who married us came up, and uh, before we got married, he said, hey, do you have any requests? I said, yeah, don't mention God or religion or anything like that we're we're not really i'm not being a dick i, I know that you're very religious but we're not you know so mm-hmm. like uh, and i'm not like keep your fucking jesus out of my coffin man <laughs> it's just like we're not religious people so don't bring it up this is just about me and her and our family mm-hmm. and that's really it fucking awesome dude totally respected us we were doing shots of tequila with him like the second that uh so like we got married and uh oh, i was a wreck for that but <laughs> it's funny i was a total wreck for that but we got married in the second we got done our vows and he's like oh ladies and gentlemen we were on the beach and we had like whatever yeah but we got off and i had lined up um it was either me it might have been my 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 brother who was my best man uh had like uh 12 12 shots of tequila waiting for us because me and oh my, my wife gosh. both love tequila mm-hmm. and um you know we got done and, and everybody in the wedding party and me and my wife just like 
you know, people throw bouquets and go outside and do that. We were doing shots. And by the end of the night, we got, I mean, we were all shitty. It was just like 50 people in Mexico, completely shitty for a week. It was my East Coast friends meeting my West Coast friends and her Aussie family. She's Australian. Mm-hmm. Meeting both groups. It was really awesome. Uh, it's really confirming when like people meet other people. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, like when I tell you, like you know, my friend Allie and Michael, and we've yeah. all done gay. And like when I said, oh, you need to meet my friend Allie, you need to meet my friend Michael, and you know that not even from like a game, but like you're going to hit it off with those people without a doubt. It, it's just like it's it makes you feel. Um, I think that's like the test of a relationship. I just think anybody who's in a relationship, and really, I mean, people, this isn't new listeners, but seriously, if you're listening to this now, if none of your friends who are your good friends that you know love you, not like stupid, bitchy, selfish, shallow friends, but like real friends, if none of those friends like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, something's fucking wrong with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, you're you're in a, a shit relationship. That's not even a question. We're just giving advice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we are supposed to answer questions. <laughs> well, this Sorry. is the show. Yeah. We're done with the cue the music. Um, <laughs> this is awkward. Sorry. This is the longest conversation of, like the pre I've ever had with anybody. Oh, good. So you can go long with me. <laughs> a dick joke. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Without a doubt. Why can't you? Why can't you be gay, Paul Gordon? Okay. I, you well, know, God didn't make me that way. She didn't. She didn't. <laughs> I just lost like 20 listeners right there. Because you said she? I know. Well, I no. said like, I, well, whatever. I just, yeah, I mean, whatever. We can talk about religion forever. That's a whole other podcast. But, but I love talking about religion. I love it too. I it's think one of my favorite subjects. I think that um, it really, people don't get that like, I believe in God and like spirituality and stuff. And then I'm like, but I think sin's just a whole bunch of shit that like some dude made up because he wanted people to feel bad about themselves. And they go, what? He did. And I'm like, yeah, like it's the same reason why like people are like, oh, I need a nine to five job, and I'm like, well, no, like somebody eight hundred years ago said it. People should work Monday through Friday, nine to five. I'm like, fuck that, <laughs> fuck that. That's why I'm gonna do a summer camp. So I, not, did you know I'm doing that now? We can talk about that later. Uh-huh. But oh yeah, I'm starting a summer camp for queer youth. Nice. It's called like Brave. I will talk about this. Are later. you allowed to say queer? Quite. You're allowed to say queer. I'm not. Allowed no, to no, say no. Queer. queer. Somebody just said this. They, they said. um because uh, how old are you? I'm 37. Okay, yeah, and I'm 35. Because I, I think it just stopped. Like, I used to run a senior men's group, and they once said, I don't like it when you say queer. I'd rather you say, like, fag. And I went, ooh, like, fag. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but, no, queer is more of older people usually, like, our age and kind of up have a problem with it. But, like, for young kids, like, they say queer all the time, and especially in academia, it's queer literature, queer history. It's like made a – the way like lesbians would say the word dyke, and they kind of reclaim that word. Yeah. It's the same thing with queer. See, i got to be totally honest with you. Like, It's an umbrella term. It is. Because people are like gender fuck or bisexual or poly. There's too many. There's so much. Too many fucking words now. Like I had to take fag, the word fag, mm-hmm. out of my vocabulary because it was in there – forever oh yeah and i never used it on a gay person in my life it was just in I your word dude i didn't realize till i was 20 you know i'm i grew up in philadelphia i did, i honestly didn't know a gay person until i started bar backing at a bar till i was like 16 17 years old it's the first time i ever met mm-hmm. a gay person uh and i use that like we use that word without knowing that we were hurting anybody if that makes any no, sense. I think my brother used to say, oh, that's so gay. And I'm like, Brian, 
Yeah. You I, really can't say that. Yeah, he would no. be like, what are you talking about? And then he finally got my, um, this is why I have the best like nephews in the world. But my oldest nephew, Dylan, once was playing this football game called, um, if you need more water or no, something. No, I'm good. Thank you. So my oldest nephew, Dylan, was playing this football game called uh, Steer the Queer. And it basically is like keep away. And he was in fifth grade. And my brother like uh, goes to pick Dylan up from school. And Dylan's sitting on the bench not playing the game. And my brother said, why aren't you playing on the playground? The boys is like, oh, I just didn't want to play. And Dylan was acting weird. He's like, are you okay? Did somebody like, did somebody fucking say something to you? My brother's like you. Like he yeah. gets like all like, I'll fucking kick their ass. And I'm like, and Dylan said, no, no, dad, it's fine. And he said, well, what's going on? And Dylan said, well, they're just, they're playing this game called Steer the Queer. And my brother said, oh, I love that game. It's really fun. And Dylan said, well, I just thought if Uncle Matt was sitting here, he wouldn't want me to play that game. Oh, that's awesome. And my brother just like started crying. be like, I'm a fucking devil person. <laughs> anyway, I have the best nephews ever. That best, is awesome. Yeah. That's really like, awesome. They're super, super cool. It's, um. So, yeah, I don't get it. I think it's intention. Like, I don't. I correct I, people I about that kind anymore. Of, well, I don't I know say it anymore. Like, I don't I mean, say it anymore. But like you, I think a lot of people say shit and they have no idea that well, they're, they're saying they're they're offending. Like I used to say the word tranny all the time because I have no transgender. Be- and like I'm like okay, but not supposed to say that word now. I, I might and, get killed, but can I speak on this? Please. Okay. So my um, landlord of seven years was mm-hmm. a drag queen, one of the biggest ja- drag queens. Uh, in West Hollywood for fucking years, right? He's 70 now. He retired and went off to uh, uh, Jim Janesta. I forget what his stage name was, but... He's in Palm Springs now, probably. No, he's in Canada. His, his oh, husband really, lives in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, they he moved did up it. to Vancouver. He moved it. Yeah, awesome dude. And he lost his shit about how... Uh, and I can only go off him. I'm not in that world. I don't know anything about it. But he would say... Fuck these little shits who have a fucking rainbow bright that's fucking gay and it's okay for everybody because their parents have a better understanding of it now. He said, let me tell you something. When I was coming up and I was dressed like a woman, I was scared for my fucking life walking across the street. I'm allowed to call myself whatever the fuck I want, you entitled little shit. This is not my words. I know. I know. He was so pissed that these kids were trying to take what he fucking... Like earned, he said. This mm-hmm. is my. I'm a fucking queen. I'm a. My friend's a fucking tranny. Like he felt like like they went through so much shit. Like his friends were murdered. His friends yeah. were killed. They were his parents. Don't fu- not that that doesn't happen now, but there weren't TV shows where there were transgender kids and there were gay kids and it was okay. And yeah, there was there fucking anything. Leo. There was nothing. It was only wrong. And you were bad and you had to mm-hmm. do it in the dark and everything else. And he said, he's like, I've lived my whole life fucking out loud. Like I've never hit from anything. And fuck, I don't, I don't even, I don't know how much trouble I'm going to get into for no, saying any of that. But, uh, it's he words. was awfully pissed that they were ta- like, that's the kids who hadn't been through what he had been through were trying to take words that he fought so hard to, that's what Ru- RuPaul's kind of taking that yeah, stance that's, that's now, th- like, which I kind of, you know, I I really sympathize with because I think if, like, my my old, my friend Jake and I, we do this show called Cabaret Gay, and, like, one, we said, like, the word tranny in the middle of the show. Two gay men who are literally dressed as women right now, and we use the word tranny or something, like, in a not saying, like, tranny people are terrible, but, like, as a camaraderie kind of word between each other. And somebody who was transgender like, got up and walked out of the room. That's fine. That's her perspective. But I want to say, like, 
we're not the enemy. And so I, I, I just think it's, again, it's like, I get why we need to have political correctness and I guess get why we need to have rules, but guess what? Like you, you, if you live your life by the black and white rules, people don't fit into that and you need to see what intention they have when they're, because that transgender person, I'm now like trying to make a camp for them to have a safe place and they don't want to go to this camp or they don't want to go to counseling me because I said that we're trans, you know, I just, it's just, you're fighting the wrong people. And exactly I'm going to get in trouble probably from a lot of gay people for saying that. I'm not saying to use word tranny. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. I won't experience. use any of the fucking I won't words. use it. I'll ask you what you want I won't me to use call it. you. I have no, uh, like, like, I, I, I won't mean say, to step on anybody's Yeah, nose. and like, I won't say fag. Some people do that, but I know that some people, that's the last word they heard before they were killed. So I'm not going to say fag. Mm-hmm. Some people do. That's fine. I I'm still just, won't say the, the queer word. Like, I, I it's yeah. still not comfortable if with you're me. talking about that it, was, yeah. Queer for that like, people, good... me, that was what fag was. Yeah. I don't even know if that's still like, but I just say butt pirate. That's butt usually, pirate? yeah, I, I have I do that with speaking. Here's the I'm thing a butt with technology and everything else, and so many people now available to hear so many things, read so many things, you're offending a hundred times the amount of people that you offended before. So there's no way that you can do, it's like a comedian. I'm a huge, I love comedy, love Mm -hmm. comedy. And you hear these people attacking comedians. They're like, they're a fucking comedian. Nothing they say is supposed to be taken in any Any sort of seriousness at all. Like everything they say is a fucking joke. It's meant to anger you. It's meant to like, like whatever. Uh, it I'm, is. I'm gonna go on a fucking it is. rant. Now but. we can, you know, we can save that actually for celebrity shit the bed. Okay, good. Which yeah. now that we're done with the podcast, <laughs> okay, let's actually move on to question. All right. Ooh, I am loving that chime. I think that just needs to happen every time I walk in the room. Hey, where's Maddie? I love it. So y'all know every week we have celebrity shit the bed. Well, Paul Gordon, he is a casting director. He had a lot to say about a lot of different celebrities. So. We talked about Ferguson, Missouri in the first show, but in the second show, Paul Gordon hates America's sweetheart. I know. He doesn't like Julia Roberts. I don't understand how a man can not like Julia Roberts, but love Sally Field. I mean, watching Steel Magnolias is just terrible and wonderful for him at the same time. I don't understand it, but just listen. Maybe we should just talk about the Emmys (laughs) and how much I hate Julia Roberts. I really hate Julia Roberts. Why do you hate Julia Julia Roberts? Oh, God. Do you like her? You're gay, so you probably like her. I, I gay men and women love Julia Roberts. Straight I men do. do not like her. I do. I don't, don't find th- her attractive. Don't like her movies. I don't think she's the best act. I don't think she's a great actress at all. You know, people say, "Oh, Matt, you should be an actor." I'm like, "Hey, I can win an Oscar like Julia Roberts just for being me." Dude, with that hair, I would do it. Acting's not hard. It's not hard. It's just being yourself. Pets and children can act. Okay, so acting's not fucking hard. I can't believe we're literally going from Ferguson (laughs) to the fucking Okay, the thing that pissed me off about Julia Roberts was that she made the whole thing. Did you watch the Emmys? I skimmed them. I just really watched the Robin Williams part. So wait, I have a comment on that. Probably not super popular, but um, Julia Roberts made it. You hated Robin Williams. I did. I didn't. Hate's a strong word. (laughs) I wasn't a fan. I just lost all my audience. <laughs> I, I wasn't a ro- no. I, I'm not like no. good. He died. That's awful. That's awful for his kids. It's awful for yeah, him. So. I hate the pain that he was going through. Depression is very real. I think there was more to it than just depression. I think it was like he the yeah, whole Parkinson's, Parkinson's thing yeah, coming step, out. My first step, Which yeah, which really 
yeah, it was really, mentally affects yeah, people so. as well. Um, but anyway, Julie Roberts, fucking, you hate America's sweetheart. She made it about herself. She's like, oh, someone's got to hug me after this. This is so. And then she gets to like, okay, she goes, uh, whatever, Jim Parsons, uh, Ty Burrell. I know those guys aren't in this category, but then mm-hmm. she goes. Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. Woody Harrelson and Brian Cranston. Like, hey, I'm a movie star. You're a movie star. We're at the Emmys. Like, fuck all these people. We're the movie stars here. Oh, and and Mark Ruffalo was the other one who was in it. And so she was like, mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Is that how she said it? But yeah, she made like each one, each movie star was like a big deal. And then honestly, if you rewatch it, she's like, Brian Cranston. And the winner is. <laughs> Brian Cranston. I'm going to need a hug after this. Shut the fuck up. It's not about you, it's not your <laughs> night. You played a woman in a wheelchair. You were awful. I haven't even seen that movie. I heard it was a lot of my friends. Like it. <laughs> so it's okay to say if you didn't like it. Acting in that movie, just about I top heard, to bottom, phenomenal. I thought the oh, acting people was great. hated Mark Ruffalo. Hated really? him. They well, you're kind of supposed to hate his character. Larry Kramer's supposed well, to be a dick. Well, that's the thing. Then, then he then he did the right thing. My problem with that movie was like at the end, it didn't really feel like anything was resolved because at the end, it's like usually does the person learn his lesson and then turn around and become like well, I don't want to ruin. Still happening, Paul Gordon. No, it's. It, but it I'm wasn't about AIDS. It was though. about him. I know, I know. He was like a selfish dick. Yeah. Who made everything about himself. But you could tell the movie was written about him, by him. By him. It was very... It would be like what my movie would be like if I wrote my own script. Like, oh, he was chiseled and beautiful and he was never wrong. And You, know. you, you probably would have been an act up. They were like a very vigilant... Like that's he's one of the starters of that. They Act were like up. they were like the people like back in the early eighties that were so furious that the Reagan administration again, I my mom said, Oh, you're talking about it right, right. but did nothing about uh did nothing about HIV and AIDS. Yeah. And literally were letting people die that they would go and do uh they they called them queer bombs or gay bombs. They would like go and like throw like glitter at on like a public figure in the middle of um I totally remember all. I mean I was like 10 but or or 9 That was act up. They were the big. I mean there mm-hmm. a lot of people have well, problems with them the- because they were like, really aggressive and vigilant but I well, also Fuck you, I'm dying. Yeah, but I look at it again they tapped into like that anger. That fuck anger you, I'm dying. That, Help me. Because sometimes I think people you try to have a a, a logical conversation but really they don't understand the emotion and they need to see it. I want to make it clear. My my problem with the movie wasn't about the AIDS or anything. It was about the the the, the main character being a story. dick and and never. Well, I don't know if it was an awful story. It was a good story telling us about the the plight and how hard it was for them. But you either need to be right or wrong at the end. For me, there needs to be some sort of resolution. And and it wasn't You're like right or wrong guy. Yeah, because it the movie wasn't really about. It was about AIDS, but it was also about him. And is he right or is he wrong? And we never, there's never never a resolution to that. see, I like movies that do that. No, I'm watching, I just (laughs) invested two hours, I want to know at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy that blah, 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 happens. It's a good movie. It's the best movie ever. Chris Pratt, he makes me feel like I can, he makes me feel like I can get hot, but also then I remember he's an actor and was paid to just not drink beer for a year and a half. Yeah, he but he didn't drink for beer, he said for a year and a half. Yeah, I know, but like. And just to work out. He also got up to 300 pounds just for fun. Did you know that? He that, just did. He he gained three hundred pounds. That makes me want to hit a 
Dude, his job is to look good. Like, if you had eight hours a day where all you got a personal trainer and eight, yeah, we'd all be looking like that. We wouldn't look like him. He's a good looking dude. He's a good looking dude. I hope he has a long and really good career because I love him on Parks and Rec. Someone said that he's like. I uh, used to be. That's the problem. That's why I call myself fat. What? I think you're you're great. I used to be 195 pounds, Maddie. I bet you were pretty hot when you were 195. Did you have abs? Oh yeah. I've never had abs my whole life. Really? I used to work at a bar I where to, you I used were to shirtless? work. At, uh-huh. I need to see pictures of this. Guess guess what kind of bar it was. You worked at a gay bar? I did. Oh my god. I did. What would you do when That like, just happened. What On a podcast, do? I just What I'm would you do if 37? What would you do if men like would they try to put money down your pants? No, I mean there was a, you know, there was a bar and it's still at that time I was very like You were like 6'4", he has big hands y'all, so you mm-hmm. know they're like they know that your dick is like huge. Huge. So they're just like and you it's like work. it's. I'm surprised I fit in this room with my dick. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, uh, people meet my dick, and then five <laughs> seconds later they meet me. That's yeah. kind of no. Um, uh, I was still very, in all honesty, very uncomfortable with the whole thing when I was even working at the gay bar, being around gay people. It. It took. I definitely knew right and wrong. Was it because you made a lot of money though that helped you get over fuck it? Fuck yeah, dude! Like you, you would go to we this bar, good. especially straight men. Yeah, we're who like, yeah. looked good in a bathing suit. Yeah. Um, but uh, you were in a bathing suit. It's in a bathing suit, board shorts. I not mean, not like a okay. not like not, not a nut huggers. Things. We're talking, but we're talking 1996, 97. There aren't pictures. There aren't. Oh. You know, it's not like now where people be Instagramming the shit and video. I have pictures of fucking at my house burnt down. So I, I lost a lot oh. of pictures of a lot of shit. But um, what was I going to say? It wasn't until I got out here and I got into casting. I was one of the first people, straight people, in 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 the business. And I started going out with uh, the people that I worked with who were all gay. or I was like, it was all women and gay men in there's a lot of women and gay men in casting. In casting. And back in the day, that's all it was. So I went out with those people. We ran around West Hollywood. Who else am I going to go out with? I don't fucking know anybody. I got my brother, but like he's on the West Side. So mm. I'm not fucking going over there. You're not there. going over there. So we went all over Abbey, uh, here. Uh, you were out partying in the gay bars when I was still in high school. Yeah. And, it, and it became, I don't know. I was still very, I, I, in all honesty, working at the gay bar, I was still very standoffish and like, I don't know, their gayness might come off on me. It wasn't until I got out here and and, and really, uh, I don't know, you, I don't know. Just being honest, like, I don't fucking know, man. It's not well, a it's big like fucking Well, like said, it's important to come out and be yourself because then once people know somebody that's different than they realize now nah, you're really not that much different than me well that's it it's like you didn't grow up it, it'd be like um so i there was this guy i worked with in casting his name was danny and danny was gay and he was one of the first people that got me like real i'm fine to be whatever around danny and i was at the gap in the valley in studio city <clears throat> right next to mexicali do you know that gap anyway it doesn't matter I'm at the oh, Gap. Oh, I think I do. Is it where the Barnes and Noble and stuff and all that? Anyway, I don't know. Don't. It wasn't there at the time. Anyway, this this fucking dude is like hitting on me and like grabbing my ass. The guy that worked at the, at the Gap. Oh wow! And I he's like at the Gap. That's super not... super aggressive. And he's like, "Do you want to go into the dressing room with me?" And I am like sweating because now I'm like, 
wait, am I being homophobic? Like, am I? Because at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with gay people now. Like, I know gay people. No, I'm it's comfortable just... around. And then I'm like, oh my god, I, I have this feeling like I want to fucking run away and like get away from me. And I'm like, does that make me? Am I fucking homophobic? I didn't want to punch him or anything, but I was like, am I homophobic? So I ran right to work, and I'm like, Danny, I think I'm homophobic. I was 22 years old. I'm like, this gay guy was hitting on me this weekend and he asked me to go and I'm like, I broke out in the sweats and I'm like, get away from me. And that's what I wanted to, I'm like, I wanted to get hit. I would want to hit somebody that they just, in a store that fucking grabbed my ass and yeah. asked me to go into a dressing room. That's well, fucking skeezy. Well, Danny said to me, he said, let me ask you something, Paul. If an ugly girl did the same thing, what would you do? I'm like, the same fucking thing. He's like, then you just weren't like, he's like, you're not being homophobic. It's just like, when I realized that, he made it really he made me understand that, like, I don't, I don't fucking, know, I don't even know what I'm yeah. trying to say, but like, it, it's just a person, just and a person. you're having this either really good thing or really bad thing mm-hmm. with another yep. person. That's all it is, and uh, yeah, it was really weird. It was really awkward. It's the first time it, it ever happened to me, and uh, now I'm like, fuck yeah, someone like grab my ass and tell me. <laughs> I touch, I touch I your need arms anything. all the time. I, I touch anything. your arms all the time. <clears throat> Not that I do anything, but like just, it feels good to be like. Once you, you hit know. over thirty, a compliment's a compliment. Exactly, dude. I don't care if like Anita Bryant told me I had a pretty. She, she might be dead. Um, I don't know who that is. She's it's a woman who had a gaze who was from Oklahoma. It was back in the seventies. Why well, hate anybody? I know. I know. All it's right. It's such a waste. I know. It's such a waste of time. Just why? I know. Although I just said I hate Julia Roberts, <laughs> but I'm such a fucking hypocrite. We do hate a lot of things, and I do hate a lot of people. But it's normally like actors or people who have careers that I think shouldn't. I don't know. It's people. It's like the whole people are really. They're like, oh, Sofia Vergara, what a bitch, and all. I'm like, nah. I was like, I thought that was kind of funny that you literally were making fun of yourself. Yeah, right there on TV, like you were making fun of like pretty girls just standing there. Doesn't like, bother people me. Don't get the joke. But um, you just like her boobs. No, I was telling my wife, I'm like, if she wasn't a famous actress, she'd be a porn star. Look she at her. Look she kind of looks like a porn star. She not does. my type. She's beautiful. Uh, fucking beautiful, but not my type. It's not my type. Your wife loves you right now. Because my wife is my type. Does she listen to this show too? She's going to listen to this one. This? Yeah. Oh, Lord, Lord. I love you so much. <laughs> you know that. She really is. Like, fucking, yeah. you- dude, I saw her. I can tell I saw her and I was fucking done. And I'm telling you, I never dated anybody. I hope that happens to me. Done. I, I, it's not like I fell in love with her. I knew I wanted to sleep with her. Like, it was, she's in, so insanely beautiful. I got so lucky oh on so many levels. And I'm not kissing ass. Oh, my god! It's gosh. the truth. I got so insanely lucky on so many levels. It's just uh, icing, on the, icing on the cake that she's like fucking crazy, sexy, hot, beautiful, awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's her nickname, is beautiful. I swear to God. Lover. Okay, my man pussy sweat right now. I'm just like, all right. Just know I don't hate anybody except for Julia Roberts. That's really... I don't hate her. I hate what she did. (laughs) Do I hate her? I don't know. Maybe if you had a conversation with her, maybe, maybe she would. And be, I would tell her. I'm like, I think that was really fucking rude. I'm Larry would, David in that way. I'm like, you, I'm actually, like, I, you would tell if her. If it that. bugs me, I'm just like, look, here's the deal. And she's like, I did a show. Do you again, like, do you like Sally right. Field? No. Okay. Oh, Sally Field. I thought oh. you were talking about Sally Jesse Raphael. Sorry. No. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> I love Sally Field. I love Field. Sally Field. Love. I had a crush on her so did bad. Did you see her it HRC me off. She never got. Uh, she never got nude. Bugs me. It does. 
So the what's theme music's the ran out by now. What's the HR? What HRC? She talked about the thing about her son. It was great. No, what is it? It's uh, I'll send you. She basically she talks to she her son's gay, mm-hmm. and she HRC dinners human rights campaign, and she's talking to the human rights campaign, and she was like, and my son was doing this, and he was this type of group talking about like how her son was awesome. She's like, and my son's gay. She paused and she said, and who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It was awesome. It's really awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, Did you ever see? Awesome. Uh, there was they were trying to legalize marriage in New Zealand, and there was people opposing it. And this fucking they have like a very parliamenty mm-hmm. type thing. And this I posted it on Twitter. It's one of the things I posted on Twitter. I'm like, this guy's fucking awesome. And he stood up and he gave this whole speech about like, don't be an asshole. Like this is really fucking dumb. It's really easy. Stop. It was one of the funniest fucking arguments uh, for uh, gay rights I've ever. The guy was just like, this is really fucking stupid that we're even having oh, this conversation. I, I didn't watch it. The Bible talks about this. No, but, but like he got into, I, I'm doing such a shitty job of, that's on my Twitter. If you want to see that, I got that guy's really funny <laughs> Uh, response to uh, people's being against gay marriage, which, you know, you should all have the right to be miserable. <laughs> I am not miserable. I'm so happy. You're so happy. So that's it, y'all. That was the Dear Maddie Show Behind the Mic with Paul Gordon. Let me know what you think about this. You know, I really, really, really appreciate all of y'all's feedback. So go to the website, www.talktomartmar.com. Submit your questions. You can also give me feedback for there, but we're getting a little low on question sugar. So... You can do it anonymously, that's fine. But or if you know somebody else that needs advice, write the question for them. Help them out and help me out. Again, I want to thank Paul Gordon for being such a wonderful, wonderful guest. And, yeah, and I want to thank you all for listening. You know, share this on your Facebook page. We're really getting some subscribers, and that's really, really awesome. It's just This show just gives me so much joy, and I appreciate you sharing that with me. All right, y'all have a good week, and I'll see you next Thursday. Bye.